This is Amira Murad, the host of The Locker Room Podcast. As a former NBA dancer of eight years, captain and assistant coach of an NBA dance team, I know what it actually takes to make it onto a team and stay on one. It wasn't an easy road to get there, but it was worth it. After getting cut, being told no, not making it back on teams along the way, I knew that my perseverance, confidence, and talent would get me to where I wanted to go, no matter how long it took to get there. That is why I started my company, The Cultivate Code, a training and mentorship program to support aspiring pro dancers make it onto their dream team. In the past few years, TCC has supported over 50 dancers in making it onto NFL, NBA, and semi-pro teams, and we can't wait to support you on this journey. Join me here weekly in the locker room where we'll cover all things pro sports dance teams. You'll hear from industry leaders, other pro dancers, and gain insights on what you need to do to show up as your best self and how you can make it onto your dream team. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Cultivate Code to connect with me, find ways to work with TCC, and send all the topics and questions you have that you want to hear about. We're so happy to have you here as part of the TCC fam. Hey, Brooke, welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Okay, first and foremost, if anyone does not know you, can you introduce yourself and give us a little bit of your dance background? Yeah, so my name is Brooke Preston. I have been dancing since I was two years old, started competing when I was four years old, and dance has just always been a big part of my life. I grew up a studio kid, taking all of the classes that I could, training in so many different styles, always was on either a high school dance team or a college dance team, and then professionally in the NBA. Nice. And you were on the Clippers for eight seasons. Nine seasons. Nine, yes, that's right. Nine, because I wanted you to get to that 10th season. I know. I really thought about it. I was like, should I just stay one more year to make it 10? Like, it really <laughs> killed me to not make it the decade, but yeah. I really, like, I if I were you, I would have just done it because I'm so competitive. And yeah. you're the only person that I know that has been on a team longer than I have been, that I was on an NBA dance team. And so I, there was no way I was going to stick it out for two more years. So yeah. it just, it gets to you this yeah. season. It's yeah. long. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about your nine seasons of being an NBA dancer? Yeah. So I, I went into it, not, not doing my homework, not how I would recommend dancers to do it now, but I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like I, I just went to this audition for fun and and thought, oh, that could be cool. But like, I really didn't know. Of course, I had dance teachers growing up that, you know, did Gold Rush or did Saber mm-hmm. Kittens. And I knew of this as, you know, a career path, but I just didn't look into it like I should have. Um, but going into it, I didn't expect to make it. I was like, oh, this will be a fun audition process. I was fairly new to LA and decided to go on a whim and ended up making it. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And fell in love with it. I fell in love with the team aspect. I'm someone who loves sports. So just being in that environment was super fun for me. Um, But it was also something like, I think a lot of dancers can relate to this when you grow up, especially a studio dancer. I just feel like you're always striving for more. And that's one thing I love about being a dancer is like, 
you're always motivated and determined to be better and do better and, and get to that next level. And um, I felt like with Clippers, one, with the team, I wanted them to win a ring. So like that was one driving factor, but also for myself, like I just saw this unlimited potential with this team and how I could grow not only as a dancer, but as a woman and achieve more and more throughout, you know, my seasons on this team. And we had a lot of changes throughout the years, you know, with management and just rebranding and all the things, but I just felt like there was always something new to accomplish. And um, yeah, it was a fun ride. Love that. So good. I don't know if dancers now just have so much information because like for TCC, like we give them all the information in the world and you and I both went into our first audition very unprepared and not what we recommend our dancers to do, yeah. but it's just such an interesting time and, and a great time to be part of a dance team or it, especially with all the resources now, mm -hmm. just because you can know what you're getting yourself into a little bit more than what we signed up for and then decided to keep it going for as many yeah. years as we did. Yeah, and I do think times are different. Like, I feel like back then there wasn't, I mean, obviously there wasn't like a big social media presence like it was, or like it is now. And I feel like back then, like you really only knew a lot of things through word of mouth. Like if you knew someone or, you know, had a connection somewhere, because I feel like nowadays it's so easy to do your homework and like see the choreographers they're using, see what they wear at auditions and get all those details that we maybe didn't have access to before. I don't know if you can remember this far back, but your first time auditioning, uh -huh. what was your experience and feelings like if, from that time that you can remember? And what do you think was the piece that helped you get onto the team being it your first time auditioning and not really knowing what you were getting yourself into um i do remember it very vividly actually i i think because i didn't know anything going into it like walking in i remember it was at some like gym somewhere like it wasn't anything clippers related and i walk in DJ Dents, who's been the Clippers DJ for years, was, you know, playing music for girls to warm up to and whatever. And just seeing girls everywhere, like hundreds of girls just stretching, whatever. And I was like, why am I here? <laughs> why did I do this? Like, There's no way. Like, there's just no way. And I remember we did the first round of, I want to say it was like technique across the floor. And then if you make it past that round, then you learn a com combination. And I think it was more of like a jazzy moment. And then if you make it past that round, then we learned a hip hop routine. And that's when the veterans walked in. And I remember they all walked in wearing their matching Clippers sweatsuits. Like they, this is something that like to this day, nothing has been more satisfying than once I became a veteran to walk in as that vet in the sweatsuit and knowing that all the other girls were terrified. <laughs> I was like, I made it. Like, this is finally like my moment, but that was the most terrifying thing. And I remember because mm -hmm. at this point you're already like two rounds in. So you're sweating, you're tired. Like it's been a long day. You've been there all day. And so I'm like dying. And then I see them walk in all fresh and like stunning and already established. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just kill me. Like, why am I here? I should just go home. But I also remember like walking in, DJ Dents was playing 
shot, 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 shot. But so in that moment, I was like, I kind of like this team. Like they seem fun. Um, but I will say the one tactic that I felt like really helped me, this could just be all in my head, but I tell dancers to do this now is when I saw those veterans came in that like lit something under me and I wanted to prove so badly that I could keep up with them and that I can hang with them. So the whole time they were kind of dancing on the left side of the room and like naturally kind of stuck together. And so I made sure I'm, I made my way in and I was dancing like with them in their section, like making sure I was surrounded by those dancers because I wanted the judges to see, look, I can fit in. And I already look like I could be part of this team, just like whether it be dance appearance, all of the things I was like, I want to mm -hmm. prove that like, I already look like I'm on the team. Yeah. So that, that was kind of like my tactic. I didn't really realize it in the moment, like at first, cause I was just like over there and, and wanting to like, make sure I was seeing what they were doing and like keeping up with it. But then I was like, Oh no, now I need them to see that I'm over here. Like, so yeah. that was, that was kind of my, my tactic, my, my rookie year. So good. I love it. Cause you want the judges to not know that you are a rookie or a wannabe rookie and that you've yeah. never done this before. Right. Like yeah. you want to seamlessly put yourself into a veteran era. Right. And be yeah. like, okay, this is me. And I belong on this team because you, you can't even actually tell that I'm not already on the team. Right. Yeah. I wanted to prove that like, look, I'm more than qualified. I already fit in. Like, just give me the uniform. <laughs> yeah. What qualities do you think are essential for someone to have that is aspiring to join an NBA or NFL dance team? I would say dancers that join an NBA or NFL, just like pro team in general, it's like so cliche because it's obvious, like hardworking, motivated, all those things. Yes, of course. But I think you need to understand the commitment and like be willing to put this first and be a team player. Because at the end of the day, you don't have control over the schedule. It's not like you're the star of the show and this is like your gig. No, you need to follow whatever the team sets in place and your life around it needs to just fall into place. Um, yeah. And I think especially being in LA, a lot of dancers move here for the industry and, you know, wanting to book things with, you know, artists and commercials and all the things. And a lot of times, not saying it's impossible, a lot of girls have done it, but a lot of times there are conflicts. And, and even if it's, you know, a gig not within the dance industry, if you have other things going on and you're not committed to this team, you're going to find moments that maybe clash and you need to be willing to like make it a priority. Definitely. I recorded a podcast last week on how do you decide what league is right for you? And I emphasize that NBA specifically, you have to have like the best time management skills because yeah. you have 41 home games, not including pre or postseason. On top of it, you have two to three practices a week mm -hmm. that your life is dictated by that schedule and not the other way around at all. Yeah. When you were on the team, can you describe like a typical day that looked like for you for maybe like a game day? Here's how I adapted my schedule to be able to make it to game days and call time and be prepared for all the things. In the earlier years on the team, I was still in school and I decided to join student council because 
you get first priority for picking classes. And so I did the student council thing just so I could make sure I only had morning classes so I could have my afternoons available for games. And luckily my school was downtown and so was the arena. So it wasn't like a far drive. But later on, once I started working and like having a full-time job, um, you know, I wake up in the morning, go to work. And luckily I had employers that were willing to work with me and just knew my schedule in advance. And, you know, I worked out some sort of deal where I could leave the office early on days that I had a game. Um, but I would typically leave probably around like 2 p.m. or so, then make my way down to the arena. Um, we would get there. We would have, you know, on our own time, you have to stretch and be ready and all the things. Once the court time starts, we have a small window where the court is available for us to use before more players start coming out and, you know, anthem or halftime has to practice. And there's just a million things going on. Um, but we'd get to the arena, have a quick court rehearsal. Back in the day, we would like, before that, our call time would be even earlier. We'd go to the like upper concourse, have full on rehearsals up there. But then once those employees start, you know, coming in, then we'd move down to like some tunnel and like start drilling down there. And just like, I, I remember just always sweating, like just constantly sweating. And then you had like a little window where you either have time to eat or you have time to dry your sweat. And it's like, which one do you want? Because you have to get out there for the start of the game. Yeah. Um, so game days are definitely long, but like I said, like if you're someone like me that just loves that environment, like it's not as daunting as it maybe is for some other people. And, and having a employer or school schedule that is flexible is something that is so essential, especially for being on an NBA dance team because you don't have Sunday night football. You right. have Tuesday night basketball game or Monday night basketball game or Friday night basketball right. game. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, or Saturday morning or Saturday day. Or yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what time did you guys have to be on the court for game days? I want to say for a 7.30 game, our court time was at 4.15. Yeah. And I, I think what you mentioned was like, you have to be very flexible yeah. with your expectations of how the day is going to go and how to like bob and weave with the things that are thrown at you because mm -hmm. the night before you could find out, Hey, we're going to have a halftime performance with so-and-so yeah. tomorrow. And yeah. you have to pull it together on top of the routines that you're doing on top of getting ready and doing all the other things. Oh yeah. There had been times where like we would get to the game and we still didn't even have the track for the halftime. And it's just like, yeah. does the artist know what they're performing? Because what are we doing? <laughs> like, right, right. It's just, you have to be like, just ready for anything to be thrown at you. Yeah. But it is so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, by the time it was my ninth season, like I could do that with my eyes closed. Like it was nothing, yeah. but I understood how overwhelming it was for the rookies because totally. it's just they're taking it all in all at once where it's just like oh it's just second nature for us veterans like we just get it say after your first time auditioning mm -hmm. how did you going into your next season how did you prepare for auditions and what advice would you give to dancers who are wanting to audition onto a team so going into my second year I was way more nervous than I was my first year because you have something to lose. Like you have yeah. nothing to lose going into it the first time. 
But once you have it, you're like, oh, I don't want to lose this. Um, so that pressure was, was on me. But I also tell dancers all the time, like, when you're already on a team, your whole year is part of your audition. Like, as you are as a teammate, as you are as a dancer, as you are as an ambassador for the organization, that all comes into play. So if you didn't have any issues with management and you always showed up on time and you did what you're supposed to do for this job, all you have to do is go back out there and, and prove that you're still that dancer, you're still that person. So that's something that like I had to remind myself of. Um, but advice that I would give dancers auditioning for their first time, I always say, do your homework. Like what I didn't do, like you need to do because it's don't too do easy what we now. Did. <laughs> like, you, yeah, don't, don't just like go into it blind or do like, maybe it's, I don't know, but I think it's smart to do your homework because it's so easy. Like, why wouldn't you like you see the choreographers they work with on Instagram. And even though like, I know now a lot of dance teams can't post audio and all the things and it's annoying, but you still see clips of the dancing and you see who they tag and you see what they wear, you see the vibe. So it's like, regardless if it's for this or just jobs in general, like you should always know what you're applying for and like figure out as much as you can. And, and when they ask you, oh, why do you want this job? It's like, you need to know why and you need to understand what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. Instead of like going down the rabbit hole on reels or TikTok, like go down the rabbit hole on your like desired team right. and try to like sleuth around there instead right. of wasting your time on other things. Because like you mentioned, teams aren't allowed to post their routines specifically on their Instagrams because of mm -hmm. copyright and music yeah. legalities. But you can do research and search as much as you can for those choreographers and those teams and the girls and every like you know who's on the team yeah you can find them they comment on every single post yeah like cheering each other on so go yeah. over there and maybe they've posted it or something right you know. well and on top of that like most teams have some sort of pre-audition workshop yeah. and I feel like a lot of times dancers maybe feel like they don't need to do that because they feel confident in their dance abilities. Sure. That's great. Love that. Yeah. But that is your moment to find out exactly what they're looking for because yes, at least the workshops that I've been to, and I I've been to some outside of Clippers, like they allow a Q and a at the end and you're allowed to ask yes. whatever questions you maybe have. And that could be something as simple as like, what should I wear to this audition? Because there is this stereotype of professional dancers in the sports world where, you know, they wear the briefs and the bra and the, the tights and all the things, but that's not always the case for a lot of teams. And it's so obvious when girls don't do their homework, because for Clippers, especially our creative director made it very clear. I'm not looking for the rhinestone bras. I'm not looking for the nylons. I'm not looking for jazz shoes. I'm not looking for all these things and girls show up dress like that and it's like no you're auditioning for a different team <laughs> like we want like the cool like nike sports bra set and like something trendy and the hair and braids and like something different whereas a lot of girls either do their homework for a different team and assume it's all the same or 
they're looking back on the old videos that you know we were allowed to post years ago where it's like no that's completely outdated that's not who we are now because i feel like a lot of girls will look up clipper spirit on youtube to get like an idea of the dance videos and it's like no 10 years ago we were completely different like don't look at that like that's not, that's that's not gonna help you at all like trust me in your experience what kind of training regimen would you say is the best for the level of expectation of an nba dancer and that can be fitness nutrition dance kind of all fields. yeah i mean i think all of those things are equally as important like first and foremost dance training like you i feel like a lot of dancers i can't just say women show up thinking it's a lot easier than it is and people that maybe don't have dance experience are like oh do i need dance experience to do this and it's like yes <laughs> like a lot of us have been training our whole lives for this <laughs> like we're professionals but i feel like the dance training even if it looks easy it's like that's our job to make it look easy so i'm i'm glad that that inspired you but you have to have a strong dance background to be at a professional level and especially it goes back to like knowing what team you're auditioning for of course like every team has their own standards and there is you know a set standard for the nba in general like you have to know how to dance but there are certain teams that have higher standards and it's a lot of the times teams that are in areas that have a lot of amazing talent and they have the ability to pull amazing dancers and so you don't have as good of a chance making it if you don't have more experience on top of that, um, I do feel like a lot of people think they can just look the part and that they'll make the team. So yes, looking the part is very important, but people train and like diet and, and do all these crazy things for the audition day. And that's great. You can look your best at the audition, but if you don't have that stamina and strength built into, you're not going to last a whole season. And especially if it's something that like, it's not a lifestyle that you can sustain and like feel your, your best physically, like not just looking skinny, like you need to be strong and have that like wellness going on. Because if you don't know how to take care of yourself, the late night rehearsals and the long game days and like the halftime performance that's seven minutes long like you're not going to be able to like last through it um and i know a lot of people like to you know go on these crazy diets to make sure they look their very best the day of the audition and it's like that's great but that's not going to last a whole season and then on top of that if you're not looking the same way that you did at the audition they might have an issue with it because i hired the person that looks a certain way that day and if that's not your lifestyle all year round, they're gonna be like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I think making sure that like you're strong, you're healthy, you have a strong dance background, um, but it's much deeper than just like, oh, I, I got in great shape for this one day. It's like, you need to truly live that lifestyle for yourself. And, and it's different for everyone. Some people like Pilates, some people like, hit training, like whatever works for you, but the stamina and like the cardio needed to get through it. Like you can't, you can't like get away with not having that ability. Yeah. And strength training is so important too, because you have to have the muscles to be able to go down and up and around and do all the crazy. Like 
exactly. especially all the tricks that everyone is expecting you to yes. be able to have nowadays you have to have like the core strength and the leg yeah. strength to get low and do all these different things and I think especially like I know with warriors like they sometimes dance with the male team but like for clippers it's just us girls and so when they expect us to do tricks and stuff you don't have a strong man to hold you up you got to be that strong man so like you need yes. to be able to not only hold your own but hold someone else's weight yeah definitely for the different styles that you guys did were you guys primarily hip-hop because you are in LA so you have such talented dancers who have such a wide range of talent would you say that you need to be versed in many different styles or focus on just hip-hop I mean hip-hop is definitely highlighted on our team like it's it's something that we're always going to kind of lean towards but we require everyone, I say we, like I'm still on it. They require everyone, I'm like, Brooke, let it go. Um, they like require in our DNA. Like, no, literally, cannot. like I keep talking, like every time I talk about the Clippers, I'm like, oh yeah, my team, like us, this, I'm like, I, Brooke, you don't work there anymore. <laughs> um, but they do require you to be well-versed. And I always tell dancers, like the best thing you can do for yourself is be versatile because you never know what they're going to throw at you. Like randomly, there's going to be a Latin game and you need to be pulled up and have that technique and those lines and like be able to dance in heels. And it's like, you never know what they're going to throw at you. And it only helps you as a dancer in general when you're versatile, because if you're only trained in one thing and you only know how to be like down and grounded for hip hop, like, okay, well, what happens when you get thrown a new style? And it's like, so unfamiliar to your body but if you're constantly pushing yourself to learn new styles and you're comfortable with the like unfamiliar spaces like you're going to be able to pick things up faster yeah absolutely a little bit of a pivot now can you talk about teamwork and that the dynamic of working on a professional squad and being a teammate I, I was pretty lucky that the girls I danced with, like they're truly my best friends. Like that you, you become a family. You spend time with these people more than most people in your life. So being a good teammate, like it's not even a request. It's a requirement. Like you just have to do that. Um, you need to be able to work well with other people because you're never going to be doing something alone. When you join a team, it's not like, okay, you're the star of the show. No, 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 we're all equals. Like, and you need to know how to work well with people and do things um, selflessly. And I think just understanding that, like there were times where like, I feel, I feel like a lot of us dancers growing up, especially for Clippers, because I feel like a lot of people moved to LA to you know join this team. So we're coming from all different walks of life. And Oftentimes the dancers that make these teams were probably, you know, the best dancer at their studio or the captain on their high school team. And like, they're used to being the best and being kind of that, that star dancer. And so coming into a team where that doesn't matter, we're all equals can be kind of humbling for some people. And I feel like it's just so important to just know how to like take one for the team and, and, and realize like, look, someone has to be in that back corner, but who knows, maybe that one game Beyonce sitting right there, you know? So it's like, 
it, you have to not take things personally and not have an ego and just know that you are one as a unit and like Clipper spirit or whatever dance team it is like that's the star of the show not that individual on that team definitely I will say you are in an arena where everyone can see you in every single space. Mm -hmm. And so it's no longer like when you're a competitive dancer and you're placed in the back, it means whatever you think it means. Yeah. It is, I'm five, eight and I was taller than everyone else. So that yep. means that I was going to the back or the middle of where I was because it looks better in a yeah. formation as a team exactly. and not just well, where's the best spot for me because I'm the best. Yeah. That's not the case. It's holistically as a routine and the vision of what the choreographer wants and the yeah. directors want, how does it look best? Yeah. And a lot of times the like cameramen aren't focused on the girl front and center. They're off to the yeah. side and that's your moment to get on camera. So it's like, yeah. sometimes that's a better spot. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. And there, there's truly no bad spot especially if you go into a mindset of it being a team mentality versus like a me mentality. Totally. So you were lucky enough to make it onto the team the first time you auditioned. Mm -hmm. Do you have any setbacks or rejections during your dance career? And if you did, how did you handle it? And kind of what did you do to learn from it? Um, I mean, I totally did. Even when I was on Clippers, whether it's certain opportunities that I wanted or whatever. Um, I, again, it's like another cliche thing, like oh, it makes you stronger, whatever. Yes, it does. But I also think it helps like redirect you to what you really want. Cause there were times where I thought I really wanted something and I was really heartbroken that I didn't get it. And I just had to trust the process and keep, you know, true to myself and keep working hard and not let it break me down or, or ruin my work ethic by any means or whatever. And down the line, you know, a different opportunity comes about and it's something that I didn't even know I wanted, but loved even more. So I think just having the mindset of like, if this doesn't happen for you now, something better for you is coming along. Don't let it hold you back or tear you down or make you feel less than like you just have to stay true to who you are continue working hard and just know that another door is going to open for you and it and it just helps redirect you to what's really meant for you yeah love it what would you say was <laughs> the strategies or things that helped you stay motivated to continue improving year after year especially being on a team for so long it can be easy to get complacent so like for all of our veterans out there how do you keep showing up as your best self and wanting to keep that drive and consistency and, and stay on a team yeah a couple of things like one with clippers specifically I always just like had this vision for us and maybe this is me like being delusional, but I always had this like vision of us like being the best dance team in the world. And like, I just wanted the best for us so bad. And I always saw this light at the end of the tunnel. I'm like each year, I feel like we're getting better, but like, we're not there yet. Like, I know we're better than this. Like, I know we can do it. And like, whether it be just like, 
you know, motivation from other teams that I see across the country and, and seeing whether it's a really cool outfit they wore or a really cool routine they did, whatever it may be. Like, I just felt like I was always motivated by others and like picking little things from each team that I liked and admired. Um, so that was one motivating factor, but for me personally, um, I feel like definitely more so towards the end when I felt like I was getting older, um, the fresh young talent that comes in is so motivating and terrifying. <laughs> like, I feel like it just became a point where like, it was a completely different generation. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't want to be that old washed up dancer. Like I refuse, like, I'm not going to allow myself to like show my age here. Like, yes, I'm 10 years older than this girl, but like, I'm going to keep up with her. Like, you know, so, and I feel like you just have to adapt that way because every year, like, you don't know who's going to show up to auditions. Um, and it, it's like annoying that, you know, they can use that against you being like, there's a hundred girls that would love your spot, but it's true. You know, like it's true that a hundred girls show up to auditions wanting your spot. So, um, just knowing that like there are other people that are hungry for what you have and to not take anything for granted to not be entitled to anything like you the, the organization owes you nothing you know like they don't they don't owe you your spot back so you need to prove that like yeah i've been here a minute but i deserve to still be here um so yeah that that and just like the young energy just really keeping me young. <laughs> How would you say the industry has changed since you started and what new opportunities or challenges do you think that these changes have to present for these, this new generation of aspiring dancers? I mean, I've seen a lot of change over my years. Um, I feel like back in the day, yes, each team had their own style and vibe and that's always been a thing, but I think there was a very stereotypical, at least NBA wise, like I'm not going to speak on NFL, but NBA wise, it was a very stereotypical, like the little short skirts and the boots and the, all the things like, that's just what that culture was. Um, and now I, I, I feel like Clippers, we really made this shift probably my third year on the team when we got new management and they like just wanted a rebranding in general. But now looking at other teams, I'm like, oh, a lot of teams have really shifted. And it's it's not so much just the eye candy on the court. Like, yeah, you always had to be able to dance, but it was like, oh, I'm cute too. But like now it's like, no, 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 you're gotta really know what you're doing, uh, really be a strong athletic dancer. Um, so I think just the athleticism has definitely increased uh, when it comes to just like the standard for these dance teams. Um, and just like, I feel like teams, at least from what I've noticed, have evolved past the stereotype of what like NBA dancing was. And it's not just like the clean lines and all doing the same thing anymore. Like it's way more like versatile and textured and I don't know I just feel like each year I, I mean I think back to this like even when I was growing up a studio dancer it's like oh remember when like 
I don't know, Fuetes were crazy. And it's like now, like who does that anymore? You know, so it's just like trends and dance just change in general. Um, and now it's just a, a, a new generation. Definitely. Speaking of this new generation and social media, mm -hmm. what role do you think that mm -hmm. social media plays in a dancer's career? And how can aspiring dancers leverage it properly and effectively? I mean, I think social media is everything now. Like, I truly believe that. I know people that have gotten direct bookings through social media. And it's like, they don't have to go to an audition because of what they, you know, post um, and who they, you know, present themselves as. So with that being said, I feel like back in the day, it was more so like, oh, just make sure you're, you know, posting appropriate things and not, you know, something that could be a bad look for the organization. But on top of that now, it's like, no, that's how you can really leverage yourself as a dancer and get opportunities. I know for like Clippers, when we would have our like finalists, I would always be psycho and like look up everyone's Instagrams. And like, there were certain girls, like we'd go into like the room to deliberate and maybe, you know, our creative director at the time wanted like a certain girl and somebody else didn't or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 look at this video of her. Like, she's actually really good. Look at this video. Like, yeah, she messed up in the choreo, whatever. But like this video shows that she's an amazing dancer and like you can use it to help you. Um, it, think of it as just like your, your like dating profile, but for dance, like it's how you want to present yourself. You can really show your versatility. Um, and professionalism and your ability and your skills and all the things like that is your social media reel, like how, what you post online. So however you want to present yourself, like that can impact, you know, what opportunities come your way. Definitely. And I think like the first piece that you said is that you have to show up professionally, especially mm -hmm. because you are representing a yeah. organization and it is going to be your outward facing resume for yeah. not only ownership and judges and coaches to see but fans and mm -hmm. they're going to see what you're like and as associate your actions with your teammates actions and your mm -hmm. organization's actions and so it does have this somewhat ripple effect and so like showing up as the professional and then showcasing who you are what you love your dance all of those other things and having it be this like ecosystem of you basically yeah yeah last question for you we dabbled in this a little bit earlier but what insider tips can you offer someone who is looking to stand out and make it onto their dream team mm -hmm. and what advice can you give to those dancers my advice would be again doing your homework and know what you're auditioning for and what role job you're applying for um figuring out how you can fit in so looking at the current team and the returning veterans and and looking at yourself okay do i match up to that but then on top of that i feel like not only how do you fit in but how do you stand out so okay say for instance the clippers they're big on like cool, trendy, like vibey outfits or whatever. Okay, don't just copy whatever a veteran wore last audition. How can you like take it a step further and show, look, I can not only fit in with this team, but I can bring more to the table as well. 
Um, so finding ways that you can stand out and show that you can do everything that the current team is doing and more and show your strengths in whatever aspect that is. This was such a good interview. I loved it. Where can everyone find you and connect with you? Um, BM Presto on Instagram. That's where you can find me. I'm a little bit on TikTok or whatever, but <laughs> mainly Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for joining me today and we'll talk to you soon. Yay. Thank you for having me.